Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we're back for another week of Concierge Confidential. So um, I did kind of go out of order how I usually like to do these things or how I want to start doing them is every month we're going to highlight a different hotel. And the one this month that I wanted to highlight is one of my other favorite properties, which is the Bellagio Hotel and Casino located on the center strip. So uh, if you follow this channel, you'll know that I do like to go to the Bellagio quite frequently. And I thought I'd, you know, give a little highlight for this month. So uh, that'll be our hotel highlight of this month, and hopefully you guys all enjoy, and that'll be coming up next. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so we are back. So just like last time, um, I actually had to like go back and listen to how I actually did this, but um, I broke this down into five different categories, and that was who stays here, the uniqueness of the hotel, the vibe of the hotel, the restaurants, and of course, my favorite, the bars and lounges. So uh, we're going to start with the top. So who stays here? So before I kind of jump into this, when they opened the Bellagio uh, back in 1999, um, excuse me, 1998, it was one of it was the first hotel that actually cost over a billion dollars. It was built by Steve Wynn, um, sort of his third crown jewel of the 90s. He built the Mirage, then he built the Treasure Island, and then he built the Bellagio in 1998. So uh, the Bellagio uh, is a beautiful property. It's sort of based off an Italian sort of Tuscan villa, and it's very, very high end on the inside. Lots of deep, dark, uh, deep bright reds, um, which is Steve Wynn's favorite color. And again, this place just sort of oozes with class and, you know, money as well. So who stays at this property? So really, the people, the type of people who are going to stay at this property uh, are definitely going to be on the more high caliber range, if you will, in terms of gamblers. Um, you also get a lot of people who come from Europe, a lot of you know business tycoons, that kind of thing would choose to stay at the Bellagio. And I have to say, hotels that tend to start out this way, being you know a high-end, classy resort sometimes kind of go the way of like the win and the aria where then you just sort of getting people with like sloppy money into the property and honestly in general you don't really see that walking around in the casino you do see people dressed up you see people going to shows you see people going to dinners and it feels very much sort of a throwback of the you know my, what i think is the classic early 2000s vegas where people are dressed up and they feel you know like they, they should be dressed up because they're going somewhere so that's really what I love about this property is that you can go there, you can be wearing, you know, a jacket and a tie, you can be wearing a dress if you are, well, and 
you really feel like you're in the right place. So that's really what I really value the, the Bellagio as. And, and people really see it as sort of the shining star of, you know, class in Las Vegas. Um, people always come and like to see the botanical gardens. They love to see the truly, uh, the truly glass blown flowers, which are in the main lobby. And just in general, the hotel just has a certain class to it. So I uh, really, really enjoy this property in general. So kind of moving in, you know, to the who stays here, that's who stays here. People who have, you know, a good amount of money. The hotels tend to rain. The hotel rooms tend to range between three hundred and fifty to six or seven hundred dollars a night for a standard room. Um, it does depend, typically, if you are going to be in the main tower or the spa tower. So, if you are going to be staying here, there are two things that you need to know in terms of the towers themselves. The main tower or the fountain view tower is typically going to be the main tower that you've seen in every single picture taken about the Bellagio. Uh, the spa tower is the new tower that they opened about 15 years ago. Uh, and it actually is set just a little bit back from the main strip. It still does have fountain views, which is important to note, but the one that has sort of the marquee views are going to be in the main tower that are going to be, uh, obviously offset from the lake so just keep that in mind if you're going to be booking this hotel that the spa tower is going to be further away from you know the action if you will and the main tower is in the center of the property so uh moving on uh they do have fountain views you can request for fountain views and i would highly recommend it um if you're able to sort of swing it that's certainly the reason to book one of the bellagio fountain views you get one of the best views on the strip and honestly the location of the bellagio to me is the absolute perfect location on the strip uh it's always wondering you know what is the center of the strip because when people say well, i want to be close to the action you can't get much closer to the center of the action than the bellagio hotel um, i use the bellagio when people are asking me as the center point of Las Vegas Boulevard. So if you say, where's the center? I always use that as the middle. Honestly, if I had to choose the middle, I would actually say the Bellagio and Caesars are the two middle properties, just because one is on like sort of their split in sort of the main part of the uh, street uh, through Flamingo. And that really kind of gets you in the middle. So just keep that in mind. This is gonna be one of the best located properties on the strip. So. Uh, moving on to my next category, which is uniqueness. How unique is this property? Uh, I would say very. Um, this hotel knows what it is, and it's class. It knows that it's a classy place. And I bring this up a lot in the pod, knowing you know what makes a good hotel, and really what makes a good hotel is knowing what it is. It knows it's a classy place. It knows who it's catering to, and that's important. It's going to be a more expensive place to gamble, especially if you're going to be playing blackjack or craps. Most of the minimums for... Bellagio are going to be ranging from usually 25 to 50, 100, $300 tables. I've totally seen it, you know, on like a Thursday. It totally happens. Uh, sometimes you'll find a $15 table, but usually it's on off nights. Usually it's for their automated blackjack tables or sorry, the uh, continuous shuffle machines. And uh, again, the gambling here is going to be a little bit more expensive. So keep that in mind if you're going to be playing here, especially if you're going to play slots. The slots, huge slot selection, uh, unless you ask my mom who thinks, you know, they don't keep the slot machines that she likes. Uh, but uh, they do have a very large selection, but they tend to be really high limit. So typically going to be, you know, five to your $10 per spin. And actually that would be nice, but actually it's five or $10 is what it shows. And then usually it's like a two credit spin, which then you have to get into the, you know, 10, 15, 20, $50 range of spins. So you got to be careful at the Bellagio when you're playing the slots. So, uh, but in terms of uniqueness, it is actually fantastic. Uh, the pool itself is actually quite uh, chill. Uh, it has a lot of different, 
uh, a lot of different pool sections. Uh, very, very relaxed, though, so don't think you're going to be getting too crazy at the pool, but it is in the center of the hotel, and you're all, you can see it from the different parts of the property, from the convention center, as well as some of the hallways that you walk to the convention center as well. So uh, in terms of uniqueness, it is absolutely fantastic. It's one of my favorite hotels in general just because of how much they've kept up in the in sort of the class of what it is, the classic vibes, if you will, of the modern mega hotel in Las Vegas. So uh, in terms of uniqueness, great. Uh, that's also what the vibe would be. The vibe is definitely going to be more, you know, money crazed, if you will. But again, it's classy. It's a jacket. It's a guy with white hair. And like a super young wife, that's usually what you find at the Bellagio. It just happens. But uh, this is a great property, especially if you're trying to go to dinner, which is really what I want to jump into a lot in this particular pod about the Bellagio because it has some of the best restaurants in town. But I do have a bone to pick with some of their bartenders, which, you know, it's a big part of my pod, obviously. So uh, moving into the restaurants, they have so many restaurants at this property, a very wide ranging selection as well. So some of my favorites, I'll just kind of list off the top. May 1st Supper Club is certainly one of my favorites. I've done you know, a couple of pods about this particular restaurant. Uh, I just went there like three or four days ago and cocktail was fantastic. I just had a cocktail, though, not the entire dinner, but Really fantastic. Mayfair is great, especially if you're going to be coming for an event or if you're coming for an occasion like an anniversary, a birthday. It's absolutely fantastic. Beautiful views of the Strip. Uh, and it's actually getting a little bit easier to make reservations at Mayfair Supper Club uh, just because I think it's sort of, not that everything wears off, but typically hotels once or restaurants, when they've been open for, you know, a year, two years, uh, you tend to be a little, it tends to be a little bit easier to get in, into them once the newness have sort of shaken off. But still really, really fantastic. Uh, when you want to find Mayfair Supper Club, you're going to find it sort of towards the edge of the casino, which is going to be overlooking the fountains. Typically, if you're coming from the front desk, everything to the right is always going to be towards the fountains. Over to your left is going to be the main part of the hotel. So just remember, if you get lost, if you're looking from the front desk and you're walking into the casino everything to the right will always be where the fountains are so along sort of that view area which is mayfair has a view as well uh you're gonna find jasmine which is their chinese restaurant very very beautiful on the inside probably one of the most pretty classic big rooms uh big big restaurant rooms in las vegas is at jasmine they have a beautiful brunch on the weekends typically on sundays which is very very popular but all the other nights of the week, they are just a standard sort of Chinese restaurant, but it is very, you know, elevated Chinese, but it's actually very, very approachable. It's one of the only places in town that I like the way they make their lemon chicken. They also have like Mongolian beef. They have beef broccoli, but they also have, you know, more expensive things in the menu like Peking duck. They also have uh, a lot of different desserts that can tend to be a little bit pricey, but the room is beautiful. The plates are unbelievably manicured, but again... The bar is actually very, very small. It's a very, very classic old school Bellagio bar where it really only has like four chairs at it. And really, it's only there for people that are going to be going into the restaurant after they've gotten their drink or they're just waiting. So I would recommend that you go to Jasmine with another person or in a group. Uh, they have very large group dining tables, which is fantastic. And again, the prices in terms of Vegas pricing is not too bad at Jasmine. So I would highly recommend and it has a beautiful view, one of the best views of the Las Vegas Strip and the fountains. And of course, the beautiful Eiffel Tower in the back. So I actually went to this place with my mom one time and we got really nice view of the fountains. We were right next to the window and it was really just nice to be able to sort of watch sort of the city go from, you know, sort of daytime to nighttime and just as time goes by. So look at that. 
Casablanca reference. Very nice. So uh, moving on. So we did Mayfair. We also did Jasmine, the one right next to Mayfair, which I'm very excited to talk about because I just went to it and it kind of redeemed itself from the last time I ate there, which wasn't terrible, but it was just like didn't knock my socks off. And that was Lago, which is a fantastic Julian Serrano restaurant or Julian Serrano for those of you from Spain, España. And really it's it's really elevated its game. So it used to be a tapas style concept, which was with Italian food. So everything was made to share. And I kind of walked up and it was just after I went to go see a movie that had meatballs in it. And I was like, you know, it has meatballs and it's still kind of daytime. And I want to sort of get a nice daytime to nighttime sort of feel. I was like, Lago. So I ended up going to the Bellagio, got to Lago and super impressed by the bartender's number one. Because the last time I was at the Bellagio, which was at Spago, which I'll talk about later kind of in the pod, was kind of underwhelmed. Didn't The bartender didn't give me any crazy recommendations. The drinks were fine, but it wasn't like blow my socks off for Spago, which is a Wolfgang Puck restaurant. So when I went to Lago, I went ahead and tried, you know, let me get your old fashioned. And boom, she just snapped it out and just started making it. Boom, boom, boom beautiful cocktail had the big ice rock in it and this is how you can always tell a good old-fashioned or if somebody knows how to make an old-fashioned is when they start making it they put the ice cube or the you know the big rock if you will into the cocktail glass in an actual cocktail glass very very important and then they actually make the cocktail in a separate mixing glass or a mixing jar either one and they put that one with ice and they put the bourbon or whiskey, whichever one you're using. Then they put the simple syrup. They'll also put the bitters. And then they spin it and stir it in that particular glass. And then they will actually pour it into the cocktail glass. And then they'll put the wasp, if you will, or waff. I don't know, however they want to say it, of orange peel. Not the entire orange on the rim. And then put it in. And then, of course, with the cherry garnish on top. I don't get the cherry. You can roast me. It's fine. But that's how you make an old-fashioned. And it was absolutely perfect the way that my bartender made it the day that I was there. So really, really impressed by how uh, she made the, the, the drink. And it was actually everybody's drinks. Everybody's drinks came out absolutely fantastic and really, really great. So also, if you're going to be dining alone, this is also a really good restaurant to do it at. You are set pretty far back from where the actual fountains are because the main dining room is you know set further back from the actual uh, lounge area. But Still great. I can still kind of see it from there. Totally fine, but really great bar because you get a lot of action from the casino as well as in the restaurant itself. So Lago is Italian food. They've gone to more uh, entree style dishes where they're a little bit bigger, made for each person. But the cool thing is you can still share it. I actually was sitting next to a couple that was sharing uh, two plates. They had their lasagna, which could be made three different ways. It has uh, bolognese sauce. They also have two other like ve like vegetarian options if you want to try that. And they also had this yellow lemon zesty pasta, which was like this yellow butter pasta, basically. But it was it looked absolutely fantastic. They also gave me one of their breads, which was like a spicy bread. Um, I didn't ask for it. I just said, oh, that looks good. And that's also maybe a tip is like if you're sitting by yourself, just like ask a couple. It's like, oh, that looks that bread looks delicious. And then they say, oh, please try some, especially if they're old, because old people are always trying to get rid of food. So anyways, so they had their pasta. I had my spaghetti and meatballs, which is super basic. That's something I would never get. But I was craving meatballs, so I got meatballs. But they have a fantastic bronzino on the menu, which was actually very, very well priced. It's only like maybe 50 bucks, but you can share it, which is good. They also have a filet. They have a ribeye. And they also have really good entrees. And I even tried the salad. So 
Typically, I don't like to try the Caesar salads anymore just because Caesar salads are kind of all the same. So I always want to try something different to, you know, show you guys and see, you know, how it is. But their Caesars were fantastic and they changed the Caesars. They used to be like these big romaine leaves. Now they actually mix it all together and it was fantastically fresh. Really great for the vibe of the restaurant. The vibe of the restaurant is very, very fresh and bright ingredients and really, really good for lunch, especially. But even if you want to do a brunch, they have brunch options as well. But I would say Lago is a really great early dinner option just because it has beautiful light that comes in that looks great off of the white and light blue decor that really, really sort of pops inside of the restaurant. So would highly recommend Lago if you do want to come to Las Vegas and try Italian, uh, you know, one night. I would highly recommend it. And if someone in your group doesn't like Italian, they have a fantastic menu of entrees that are meat-based, like, of course, like I just said, the Bronzino fish. They also have... Uh, different cuts of filet, ribeye, all the good stuff. So, and it's also a really great option if you are vegan or vegetarian because they have a very large uh, vegetarian menu as well. So Lago, really, really great. So as we move around the corner, so this is all gonna be on the Bellagio Fountain Lake. So all of these restaurants will have a beautiful view of the Bellagio Fountains. It is important to note, this is very, very important part of the pod, that for anything with a view, so you wanna have a view of the strip in general, uh, I know places like Giada's, which is over at the Cromwell. Thank you, mom. My mom's sitting in here doing, doing this with me. So anyways, so uh, Giada, they do let you pay extra to sit next to the window, which I think was like an extra $25 charge, which is, you know, it's a new thing in town. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I've never had to pay for it. So anyways, all these places will have use of the fountains. So if you get there early, earlier in the day, so earlier in the evening between 5 and I would say 6.30, you're more or less guaranteed to have a good seat on the glass. Once you start getting to the primetime hours between like 7 and 8.30 or 7 and, you know, 9 o'clock, I wouldn't, not a lot of people start dining at 9 o'clock. But between those times, typically, uh, it is much harder to get a view on the water. So just keep that in mind. Earlier in the day, you much have a much better option or much better chance of getting a view of the fountains next to the window. Also, keep in mind, the Lago does have a little patio where you can dine outside if that is an option. So it's very, very small, but they do have a patio option. So moving around the corner, these I'm going to sort of pass by really quickly just because I haven't been inside of them. But we do have Le Cirque, which Le Cirque is a Michelin star restaurant. It is a 16 course tasting. Typically, they don't like you to order uh, a la carte. They do want you to order the the Justif, which is typically a you know 10 to 12 uh, item menu, uh, which typically ranges between $450 and $600, not including the wine pairings, which are, you know, again, between $100 to $200, depending on which package you get. So that is Le Cirque, which is going to have a view of the fountains as well. But really, the restaurant is the main attraction there. Moving around the corner, as we keep going into the mall area, which is right next to Harry Winston's, which I always know of the Harry Winston wreath, so beautifully displayed for us in Maine, Manhattan. Beautiful. Another ho hotel movie, which is great. But if you go over to the shopping area, which is the very high-end mall with Tiffany, Lagerfeld, all the high-end brands are going to be located there. But these are two restaurants that you actually have to do to descend uh, into the lower part of the hotel, which you will find Picasso and, of course, Prime at the Bellagio, which is their steakhouse. I have eaten at Prime. I've eaten there uh, twice. I had their, you know, I was there one time. Um, I was there on a date, and the other time I was actually there on uh, by myself. So uh, really nice view of the fountains. They do have a really, really nice patio as well. Highly recommend if you eat at Prime. If you want to see the fountains, 
definitely eat on the patio. It can get very cold starting in really November, sort of end of November can get pretty chilly. So just keep that in mind if you're eating in the patio, it can get very, very cold. So the room itself at Prime is very, very beautiful. It has very high vaulted ceilings, a lot of silver, a lot of deep, dark blue. It's much more of a nighttime restaurant. I would highly recommend doing that after sunset. So sunset and then into the evening. Uh, different than Lago. Lago is much more, I would say, a daytime thing for sure. So fantastic restaurant, very, very expensive in terms of steaks. It's totally fine. They have their own steak sauce, which is great. Uh, typically, you're going to be ordering your own entree there. You're typically not going to share. You can if you want, but typically you're going to be ordering your own food at that property. It's a pretty straightforward, uh, uh, pretty straightforward steakhouse, but you know, a pretty great experience in general. So it's good for occasions. And again, it's very, very pretty on the inside and really, really fantastic service at Prime. But I've also been to Prime and I had a drink there and it was, it was fine. Like it was okay. I don't like when they do like the, the glasses like that you can get from the casino. And that's kind of how my cocktail was when I went. Maybe I have to go back and try it again, but eh, it was fine. But right next to it is another restaurant called Picasso. So Picasso is another Michelin star restaurant. And again, it is a tasting restaurant as well. So you're going to have a 16 course digestif menu, uh, which is going to be everything that, you know, is in season. And they also have, again, have wine pairings, typically around $500 for this experience. So uh, I also do think they have a pre-theater menu, which what is a pre-theater menu? Many places have a pre-theater menu, especially in places that have theaters in them, uh, which would be like the Bellagio itself. So the Bellagio does have O, which is located in the property. So uh, that, pro uh, the Picasso, um, if you ever wanted to see the inside of it, if you ever watched the film Ocean's Eleven, and it's the part where Danny Ocean, which is George Clooney's character, meets up with Tess, Julia Roberts, for the first time in the movie, they are inside of Picasso. And it is, if you still need any more description, is the part where George Clooney says, Whiskey and whiskey. Which is not a real drink, but it's okay because George Clooney said it. So uh, that is Picasso, which you can see real Picassos inside of this property. So the reason there's a restaurant called Picasso inside of the Bellagio is because Steve Wynn, former owner, avid owner and collector of Picasso paintings. And when we do the uh, the Wynn episode, you will understand why the show used to be called Le Rev and why there's a fun story about an elbow and somebody with bad eyesight poking a hole right through a priceless painting inside of the hotel. So... We'll get to that in the wind episode. So moving around the corner, as we go back up the stairs, around the corner into the main sort of shopping area, you're going to find Spago, the final restaurant on this little tour of the Bellagio Fountain frontage. Uh, Spago is fine. It's very good for people who are vegan or vegetarian. Lots of very fresh, uh, fresh items on the menu. Uh, not for me, though. It's very interesting. It's always changing, which is sometimes good. But I went there and I wanted the corn angoletti. They did not have corn because peas were in season. Ugh, peas. So I didn't get it. So I'm very, very disappointed. They're also known for the desserts. They're also known for their salmon pizza, which is a huge thing for uh, Wolfgang Puck. And uh, they also had a, a veal wiener schnitzel, wiener schnitzel, if you will. And uh, I kind of wanted it. And then the bartender was like, no, you should just get the chicken. And you never want your bartender to recommend the chicken. This is a thing. This is a tip for all you bartenders out there, people who work in the service industry. Um, when somebody asks you what they think of the menu, do not recommend the chicken. Because chicken typically tastes all the same everywhere. Also, it's probably the cheapest thing on the menu. You should be upselling stuff. So just to use this as an example, I went to Wakuda, which Wakuda is at the uh, uh, Palazzo, which I've done on this pod before saying it's one of my favorite restaurants in Las Vegas. One of my top three restaurants probably because of the service is 
I asked the busser, the guy cleaning up the plates, what his favorite thing on the menu was. And he said, oh, I like, do you like, you know, beef? I, they have this really great sort of Kobe, this Kobe roll, which has Kobe beef in it. And it's sort of, it's raw, essentially. Um, but it's, you know, high end, go with it. And he kind of just went on and talked about it. And he said, oh, you like, you know, cooked items. I was like, yeah, I like cooked items. I got the teriyaki chicken last time. I got the pork this time and the skewers and he's like oh yeah so they actually cook it on this type of coal and then this coal gets to a certain level and then it has this different flavor into the this is for me asking him what is your favorite thing on the menu and he gave me a whole dissertation of the coal and the grill marks that they use in their restaurant which is fantastic even if i'm not going to get it it makes me start thinking oh maybe i want to try something different in this restaurant so that is the key. Doesn't mean we're going to get exactly what you tell us, but you're getting our brain working of what the chef is looking for. So again, he might have been busy. It's a whole thing. But again, that's part of your job as a server or as a bartender or person in the service industry is to help me have a better experience and also, you know, to elevate that experience as well. So just keep that in mind because it is a, it's, you know, reciprocated in tips if you can do it. So uh, again, Lago beautiful patio they have a fantastic outdoor seating area that gives you a beautiful view of the bellagio fountains it is really honestly unmatched in terms of the bellagio fountain seating it does have the best view for sure so we've ended our trip around the bellagio fountains there's only a couple restaurants that do not have views of the fountains keep that in mind if you are making a reservation at the bellagio Two other restaurants or three other restaurants that do not have views of the fountains. Uh, Sedell's, which is actually going to be located right next to the Botanical Garden. So the good thing is you have a beautiful view of the Botanical Garden, which always changes. And I believe they also have these experiences where you can actually dine in the middle of the Botanical Garden. You become part of the exhibit. So I don't know how I feel about it. So uh, if you want to try it out and then take pictures, go ahead. But they do have that new experience that you can they can upsell you uh, to dine inside of the botanical garden. But you do also get a view of the pool, which is very nice. Uh, this is a very, very popular brunch spot, so really great brunch items. Uh, it is not an all-you-can-eat type of brunch, so just keep that in mind, but it is very, very high-end. It feels very classy, and it actually used to be their old-school cafe, which I very much miss. I wish more hotels kept their cafes because cafes are great. Everybody can eat there. And again, this one was a very, very fancy cafe, but it was fantastic. Um, I did lie to you. There is another restaurant that I just remembered, uh, Michael Mina. Michael Mina has his restaurant right next to the Botanical Gardens as well, but not really a view of the garden. So just keep that in mind. He tends to sort of, he tends to lean more towards seafood. So this is the one restaurant I actually haven't eaten at over at the uh, Bellagio is Michael Mina's. But because, again, I'm more of a vibe person, and you can't really get a vibe when you're inside of Michael Mina's. It's very, very hidden. So try it out. See what it's like, and let me know. But remember, if you do, keep it confidential. Uh, so that's the other one. And then I forgot to mention Noodles, which Noodles is a first-come, first-serve restaurant. You cannot make reservations there. Noodles is also located right next to what they call the Far East Games, which is typically going to be games like Pai Gao, games played by... Uh, Baccarat is also located over there. A lot of games that are primarily played in the Far East. So just keep that in mind. Why That's why Noodles is where it's at. Um, it's good. As I've been told, uh, Noodles is actually quite good. So a uh, very, very straightforward um, Asian restaurant. So uh, moving on over. So one of the other restaurants, which I actually went there with my parents on my graduation dinner, and my dad fell in love with lobster for the first time. So Harvest is a really, really great farm-to-table restaurant. They do change the menu as well sort of throughout the year, depending on what is in season. And it's a very straightforward 
uh, very American fare restaurant, but it's very rustic and it's very, very delicious. So I'd highly recommend it. And it's also unique because it does have the, sh uh, the chef as well as the rest of the kitchen in the middle of the restaurant, which is really fun to watch them sort of cook. They have headsets, a whole thing. Uh, it's really, really fantastic. Great lobster, especially if you're a lobster person. They sort of bring it out and they present it to you uh, fully opened and uh, with the claws as well as the tail as well. So uh, as I'm kind of just looking through their website, I so foolishly forgot to mention another restaurant that was on the Bellagio Fountains, and that was Yellowtail. So you really can't have a restaurant or hotel in Las Vegas without having a sushi or Japanese restaurant. And I forgot to sort of mention it. But Yellowtail, uh, I've been there once. I did have one of their uh, sushi. I think that's how you say plurals. And it was good. I'm a bad I'm a bad example for uh, sushi because I don't eat sushi, but uh, it was fine. The person I went with seemed to like what they were eating, so uh, it's cool. Um, would not recommend dining in the lounge area unless you want to be looking at the entire casino. Very low tables. Do not recommend eating in the lounge area because you are missing the best view, which is of the fountains, of course. But it's a very dark, a very sort of sexy restaurant. But uh, not probably one of my favorites over at the Bellagio. But if you do like Japanese, this would be a, certainly a place for you as well. And you can typically find reservations for Yellowtail on websites. So keep that in mind. So uh, I believe I've covered most of the stuff here. Uh, another thing that they're known for is their chocolate fountain which is located right next to the bellagio conservatory so if you want to see the world's largest chocolate fountain knock yourself out so um that is most of the restaurants that are inside of the hotel i think i've actually covered all of them uh they do also have bars and lounges which you haven't covered yet which is my favorite part which is going to be very short because i actually am not a huge fan of the bars over at the bellagio the only place that i might try which I haven't been to yet in terms of actually having a cocktail, but I've walked inside of, is the brand new refurbished High Limit Bar, which is absolutely beautiful. It looks great. Good energy on the inside. They have live music, which is fantastic. But again, the High Limit Lounge can be a little bit pricey, of course. And, you know, it's just not my vibe. I'm not digging it. I mean, it is my vibe, but I don't want to hang there. It's just not my thing. But uh, it's the only lounge that I see that's different. They used to have Lily's, which Lily's was a lounge, which I was not a fan of. Very dark. And they had live music, but you couldn't hear the performer. And so it's like, where am I going to go? Um, it was also very expensive. It's too loud. They're very rude. Wasn't a big fan of Lily's, which is good because it's closing now. So um, it's actually going to be, I believe, a Bruno Mars concept. So I believe Bruno Mars is going to be opening a bar or lounge right there in the middle of the Bellagio, which I haven't gone around the corner to check it out yet. So we'll see how under construction it looks. Uh, so, I did forget to mention one more thing, which as I was sort of thinking it through my brain, they do have a buffet. This is one of the only properties in town that still has a buffet. So, again, if you want a buffet, a lot of them are closing earlier, but this is one of the properties that still has their buffet going, and they have seafood on the menu as well. So, uh, I believe we cut through all of this, yeah? So, we did our bars. Honestly, the lounge that I go to is inside of the Mayfair Supper Club. They have two bars. They have one that when you walk inside of Mayfair, there's a lounge typically playing light DJ music. And when you go into the main room, you're going to see the, you know, the performance, which is in the main part of the, the restaurant. And just to the right of that, you're going to see the bar that I hang out at, which is where I can have cocktails, watch the music all night and have a good time. So that's my favorite. They do have the Baccarat bar. They also have the... Uh, Petrosian Bar, which the Petrosian Bar is right off of the main lobby, which again, if you watch the movie Ocean's Eleven and want to know what this looks like, if you see the part where they are talking about Terry Benedict, they say, Brad Pitt says to Matt Damon, 
tell me more about Benedict. That is actually located at the Petrosian Bar, and you can sit there at their table. It is unmarked. You just have to know that that's where it's at. How do you know it's there? It's right off of the main lobby, and it has a big piano with typically in the evening a piano player who's been there since they opened the hotel. And honestly, since they opened Las Vegas, that guy is the same guy. So that is the Petrosian Bar right off of the main lobby. So uh, I have to say this is one of my favorite hotels in all of Las Vegas. It'll probably be my favorite hotel of all time in Las Vegas just because when I came to Vegas for the first couple of times, this is one of the ones that I remembered, and I'll always remember the first time I actually watched a Bellagio Fountain show uh, was with my mom because she used to carry walk us around everywhere. Not carry us. I'm not that old. Are young. <laughs> and uh, the first song we heard was by Andrea Bocelli and Sarah Brightman, Time to Say Goodbye. So uh, from now on, that will always be my favorite song that they ever play at the Bellagio Fountains, which they now have over 34 of them. But that one to me is the best one. It's the best bang for your buck. And honestly, nothing matches this song. Uh, it's the only song that I've always hear people clap after because they love it so much. So that is my favorite song at the Bellagio. And uh, since we're on the topic, if you want to know, those fountain shows go off every 15 minutes when the sun goes down. So typically after 7 or 8 o'clock, depending on you know daylight savings time. And then during the day, they will typically start at 12 o'clock on the weekends and 3 o'clock during the week so in the daytime it is every 30 minutes so if it starts at 12 the next one would be 12 30 and so on and so forth and at nighttime let's just say it's eight o'clock goes from eight to eight fifteen eight thirty eight forty five and then you repeat all the way until midnight so again you have a lot of chances to actually watch the bellagio fountain show do not ask for a schedule because they do not actually give you a schedule of the exact songs it is very random most of the time, you just have to sort of get lucky. So that is our Bellagio Hotel highlight. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because it's one of my favorite hotels. I would highly recommend it as one of the stops on your trip to Las Vegas, whether you're staying there or if you want to go check out the Botanical Gardens. 100% worth it that they change four times a year and really can't miss. It is always, always beautiful. So that was our hotel highlight. Remember, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's concierge underscore LV. You can follow us on TikTok, which is at Keys to Vegas. Same thing on Twitter, at Keys to Vegas. And you can also follow our YouTube page, which is Concierge Confidential. Very, very straightforward. So that was this week's Concierge Confidential. Hope you enjoyed. If you come to Las Vegas and you see something and enjoy it, like the Botanical Gardens, make sure that you love it. And remember, keep it confidential. Time.